Lev, why don't you start and do your impression of Darth Vader? Mine's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I am your father. <laughs> no, it's more like this. I am your father. <laughs> nice. Wait, should I just get my inhaler and puff it into the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Gabe, Gabe, Gabe. Yeah? You do Gabriel. your Darth Vader impression. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one's mine. This one's mine. Oh, where's Padme? <laughs> Jonah, I want to be Padme's boyfriend. Hi, welcome to What's You Poppin' About, our family's tour through the history of pop culture and nonstop arguments that follow. I'm your host, Lev, and with me are my brother, Gabe, my cousin, Anthony, and my uncle, Steve. Today, we will be talking about Darth Vader. Hi, my name's Anthony, but for this episode, you're going to call me Darthy Boy, or I will find you, and I will ruin your lives. And my favorite movie villain is Thanos. Hi, I'm Uncle Steve. I'm 31 years old, and my favorite movie villain is Magneto. Hi, my name is Lev. I'm 15, and big surprise, my favorite movie villain is Darth Vader. Hi, I'm Gabe. Call me Super Y in this episode. Oh, my favorite villain is nobody. Wow, okay. Alright, so segment one, Darth Vader, like the character history of Darth Vader. Yeah, lay it on us, Lev. Alright, so I have to say spoilers again. Because, like, basically everything I'm going to talk about is spoilers. And but if you so, haven't seen Star Wars by now, you probably don't care about spoilers. I mean, if you're listening to this and okay. you haven't seen Star Wars, I don't know what you thought you were Unless you're, is. like, like six years old and... I don't know. <laughs> Unless I mean, you're, like, six years old and listening to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I think that's going to happen. To like, <laughs> a couple random people talking about movies that you probably haven't seen. Unless, unless somebody watching this is like three six-year-olds just stacked up onto each other. <laughs> <laughs> wearing, a tr- wearing a big trench coat and a hat. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so the character history of Darth Vader. So yeah. um, Darth Vader was originally Anakin Skywalker. So who was a, basically a little boy, uh, who was a little boy who was born into slavery. And his mom was named Shmi Skywalker. So, um, basically, so they... And she got she got pregnant with Anakin through the Force, Yeah, right? yeah. She, like, didn't have... Yeah, she had, like, no husband whatsoever. Um, and Anakin didn't have a, di- or a dad. So, Anakin is born through the Force. He's born into slavery, though. Um, and his slave owner is this, like, weird alien kind of hummingbird kind of dragonfly kind of person with a big Watu. Watu. That's, that's Watu. a very elegant way of saying that. Yeah, yeah. Search up elephant seal and then you'll just like see what he looks like but smaller. And, yeah. Um, and so he's basically um, born into slavery and from like born into slavery to like nine years old he's a slave. And so then um these two Jedi and a senator named uh, Padme and these two Jedi are named Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, and so 
amongst others, they fly to his ta his planet, Tatooine, and they see that he's sensitive. He's like highly sensitive with the Force, and like there's like some whole like medichlorian stuff, but like I'm I don't really know about that. So it's very confusing. The yeah, like, medichlorians. Yeah. It, I, yeah, um, but it just like and, ignore, ignore the metachlorians. Yeah, yeah, ignore them as much as possible, or your brain will hurt. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so then, um, a Anakin, like Watto, isn't letting go of Anakin that easily, even though like Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan Kenobi want want to um take the boy back, uh, Anakin, back to Coruscant, which is where like the Jedi live. And so, um, Qui-Gon Jinn bets with uh, Watto that Anakin, if Anakin wins the pod race, a pod race, then Anakin gets to come with him to Coruscant. And so, Anakin, sure enough, Anakin wins, and he gets um, taken back to Coruscant. And uh, the Jedi Council are very hesitant on, like, training him at first. But um, they end up like being convinced that yeah he's strong enough uh, he's strong enough with the force so he'll be able to be a good Jedi, um, and so and so then you, like, you forgot he built C three PO. Yeah, he built he built C three PO, but um, and he didn't like yeah. build it from scratch, right? He got like pieces of that type of droid. And yeah. then played around with it, and then C three PO's personality came through Anakin. Yeah, tinkering yeah. with it. Yeah. But it's so funny because later on he doesn't recognize C three PO. Well, no, he. So I'll talk about that later when I get oh. more into the Darth Vader part instead of Anakin Skywalker. So basically, they get uh, Anakin gets taken back to Coruscant, um, and so the Jedi Council agrees to train him. And so then, um, but like, and so Qui-Gon Jinn was supposed to be his original master, but he ends up fighting with Darth Maul and Qui-Gon Jinn dies. And so, um, what a great fight too. That's like one yeah, of the best fights. Just, yeah. And so, fates, so, um, David Zim, uh, the creator of the Clone Wars, uh, like show Dave Samboni, I, I'm pretty sure. Dave Zamboni. Filoni. Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni, not Dave Zamboni. Um, Dave Filoni. Sorry, brain fart. Um, Dave Filoni. Um, hey, Dave Filoni. <laughs> Dave, Dave Zamboni. Dave Filoni. Dave um, Filoni. Dave Zamboni. Dave, Dave Zamboni. Like, I mean, they're pretty similar. But <clears throat> anyway, Dave Filoni says the Duel of the Fates, like the music that plays during that fight. Yeah. Um, It's actually, it's actually like about... um. Like the the fate of like Anakin Skywalker, because if Darth Maul wins, and so Darth Maul kills Qui Gon, and so Qui Gon would like uh, be like a father figure to Anakin Skywalker, which is what he needed since he never had a father. Yeah. Um, but like he, he ended up getting trained by Obi Wan, who was more of a brother figure to him and couldn't like like train him the way he needed to be trained. Yeah, the, the relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin is really interesting because, like, Anakin really gets under Obi-Wan's skin. And, yeah. like, Obi-Wan loses his patience every so often, which I think is, like, 
anti the Jedi way, but it's always funny when when you see Ant or Obi Wan just be like, "Would you just?" <laughs> yeah. Um, and so basically, Qui Gon Jinn dies, and so uh, Obi Wan's promise to Qui Gon Jinn is uh, that he'll train that he'll train Anakin. What'd you say? He dies. He beefs it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so, um, and so then Obi Wan trains Anakin. Anakin becomes like reckless and um, it becomes like reckless and arrogant. But like he also is like kind of turning in. He's like still a good person, but he's like still like kind of reckless and arrogant. And um, that's and so that's like kind of goes into later when he turns to the dark side. And so, um. He meets with he meets up in episode two. He meets up with Padme again, and they fall in love. And so, um, and Jedi aren't su- supposed to get married. So he, um, he's they, like, oh, I'm angry. <laughs> I want to get married to Padme. <laughs> yeah, and so and then, then, and so then he kills a bunch of kids because he can't get married to Padme. Well, yeah. so well, did you know that uh, Darth Vader was Star Wars' first angsty boy? Well, yeah. So Anakin, Anakin, and Padme do get married, and so then, in Episode Three, like this is during the Clone Wars, they go on adventures. Um, but in between the Clone Wars, uh, Anakin takes up a Padawan named Ahsoka, and they go on adventures too. And then, um, so yeah, and so then, basically, in Episode Three, skipping forward um, through like the entire Clone Wars. Um, Anakin is like annoyed with the Jedi because like he won't be able to get ma- uh, he won't he won't be like he they won't allow him to be a master and um and so he he gets annoyed and then like the chancellor uh, the like chancellor who's like in charge of the entire like republic kind of uh, Repu- like army is um like manipulating him because he's actually like a bad guy um Sith Lord and so. I realized something. What? In the first three movies, Darth Vader literally rebels against everything. In that, in the uh, original series, he kills all the re- he tries to kill all the rebels. Yeah. And yeah. So, very ironic. Isn't it ironic? Yeah. And so then, like, basically. Anakin is jealous. He gets of like his wife dying. And then, like, the Chancellor's like, hey, I can, like, make your wife not die if you join the dark side. So he's like, he takes some thought into it, and then he's like, okay, cool. And so then he goes, <laughs> and, like, wait. And then, he, and then he basically just kills a bunch of, like, straight up lie. What? Yeah, that was a straight up lie. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Like, how? He's like, oh, revival. Totally possible. Yeah. And so then he basically kills like all the jedi all of his like friends um he kills kids and so then he goes <laughs> yeah the way to just gloss over that part he, he kills kids yeah, like i, I so, think something that you're putting really delicate because see it's like all he died it's like all the people died so it's like oh yeah so why jang jang died i don't remember any of their names those kids di- died they ba, died ba, 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 teenager problems um so basically he just kills he just kills like all the jedi and so or not all of them but like um 
And so, yeah, he basically, Anakin turns to the dark side. He goes to Mustafar, which is like this lava planet. Um, Padme yeah. and Obi-Wan. Canada. Padme uh, and Obi-Wan follow him. Like the two people that know him the best and that are closest and best friends with him. Yeah. Um, follow him to Mustafar. And so Padme's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm not going to join. Like, what are you doing? Um, and then he's like, I'm trying to save you. And then she's like, no. <laughs> and so then he chokes her. And so that basically, like, Anakin chokes her. And so then um, Obi-Wan and Anakin, like, get into this, like, big fight, lightsaber fight. And so then Anakin ends up losing. He gets his, like, legs and arm arms cut off. And um, he burns alive in the lava. And so that... Good for him. Now he gets a cool robotic body. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was also... A- that was his plan all along. Yeah, I don't know if that was plan all along, yeah. but it worked out. And so I wonder how comfortable that that it can oh no, be comfortable. It, like no, the emperor. So the emperor actually made it to be painful to like fuel his rage. Fair. That he makes sense. Why? He like okay. But no. So, so he Darth was Vader, Darth, Can I just say something? Darth Vader is not the Hulk. That's not how it works. Like it's like not just like. Well, I shot you. No. Yeah, Go no. kill some bad guys. I think you said that works. You said he's not like the Hulk. Well, I mean, well, like he, not when he gets super. He he doesn't like become super powerful when he gets really angry or feels a lot of pain. He gets super dead when he feels a lot of pain. Well, no, well, that's what makes yeah. him angry. Like, yeah, he, he right, gets right. angry because like he, so. The emperor. No, wait, wait, wait. Let, let me let me articulate. So Hulk, when he gets when he gets angry, he gets stronger and more durable, and it's harder to take him down. Darth Vader, when he gets more angry, he can tap into the dark side more, and so that's why when Kylo Ren later on goes on his like t- you know like his little uh, uh, rants, he's like so much stuff around him gets destroyed, like gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So, are, so and it's so Obi Wan or no, not Obi. So Obi Wan is like, just like devastated because like it was basically like his brother that just like burned alive. Yeah. That, so, was like, scene. that was a good scene. That was a really good scene. The 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 volcano scene. Yeah. He so he thinks he's dead, and so then, yeah, the Emperor takes it takes Darth Vader. He gets put in the Darth Vader suit. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, Padme dies in childbirth and gives uh, birth to Luke and Leia. And so, yeah. um, basically, Darth Vader... Later going best. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so then you get into, like, the whole story of the original, um, pre- like, the original trilogy. And so then Darth Vader's just, like, this evil dude. He's trying to, like, in, like, the comics, he's trying to, like basically get rid of Anakin Skywalker. He's trying to put his past behind him. Mm. So just like Timon says, you gotta put your past behind yeah. <laughs> he, he and like Darth Vader sings Hakuna Matata in his free time. Um, <laughs> um and so yeah and so Darth Vader is like st- struggling like by putting like Padme, like Ahsoka, all of his like friends, Obi-Wan behind him. Oh love 
Yeah. If he literally sung Akuna Matata, it would like literally sound like this means no worry. <laughs> um, yeah, and so then Darth Vader basically uh like fast forward to uh episode six, cause like all, all this all that happens in between all this is that he just like kills people and like he's just like an a an angry dude. Um so Luke Skywalker is fighting Darth Vader, and um, so then um, Darth Vader, and so then like Luke wins, he cuts off his hand, and so then like the Emperor's like, "Good, kill him," and Luke's like, "No, I'm not gonna kill my dad." And so um, Luke is getting tortured by the Emperor, and then like Darth Vader is just like, "Okay, I'm gonna like." Then, like, Anakin comes back, and then Darth Vader, th- like, kills the Emperor. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so that's basically... And then I mean, Darth Vader dies from the Emperor, because, like, they both kind of... And so, yeah, and then he becomes a Force ghost. So that's basically the story of Darth Vader, if you didn't know that. I mean, most, It was good. Good, yeah, good history lesson, Liv. Most of you probably did know that, so sorry if it was boring, but, um, yeah. Oh. Why do you like that history? Like, why, it might be boring to some, but why is it not boring to, like, us here? I don't know, because, like, it's just, like, we'll talk, like, it's kind of relatable. Like, obviously not killing, like, a bunch of people is relatable, but, like, everybody, like, like, in the earlier stages of, like, Anakin, like, before he turned to Darth Vader, like, it's very relatable, like, being jealous and being, like, yeah. And then, like, his comeback story, like, after, like, he's so, this evil man can turn back good. And we talked about this last episode when you and Anthony went, uh, or you and Dorothy Boy, sorry, went on a tangent about cliffhangers and, and it led into Star Wars. But for the longest time, for decades, people didn't think about Anakin. Like, Anakin, the, the, the idea and the story of Anakin just didn't exist. And for the longest time, I had... At Grandma's house, Grandma and Grandpa's house in Lagrange, we had that famous poster up with um, little Anakin, and then the shadow is Darth Vader. Remember that? Image? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was so exciting, you know. Like say what you will about the prequels, like some people don't like them, some people do, but it was exciting to like the thought of learning more about Darth Vader. And so I think adding the prequels whether you liked him or not, added that, like, added some depth to, like, where Darth Vader came from. Yeah. And yeah. Darth, yeah, like, the Star Wars, the story of Star Wars is basically Darth Vader, like, and Anakin. Oh, interesting. Like, okay. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, sure, Luke, like, is the main character overall, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. He's a legacy. Uh, and then... In each, and then in Ray, each three movies, the prequel series, Anakin. The original series, Luke. The nice mustache. People of the Starwalker, the Skywalker clan. Yeah. Yeah, but, so, but, like, I feel like the main overarching, like, story, like, is Luke, uh, is about, like, Luke Skywalker story from, like, just like this farm boy to like a Jedi master. Um, but yeah, like there are main characters with each, in each trilogy. But um, 
Yeah, the story of, like, Star Wars, though, like, is about Darth Vader. Because, like, even with, like, without Darth Vader, you can have Star Wars. So There you go. There you go. Yeah, he's even important when it comes to the sequel trilogy. Yeah. And actually, are you that Emperor Palpatine? Because he is in every single movie. Really? Well, he's not in... He is the main villain. He is the main villain of Star Wars. He is the main Star Wars, correct. He, yeah, he is the main villain of Star Wars. But I, I think the difference between the Emperor and Darth Vader is that you don't get, yeah, you see him in every movie, but you don't, you don't, the narrative is not geared towards learning more about the Emperor. He's just always the antagonist. Yeah. Whereas with like Darth Vader, you see his mom, you see his, where he came from. You like see, you, like, how he turned into such an evil person, and then how okay. he turned into a good so, person. I think the prequels are his early years. The original series is where it went all downhill, and then his redemption arc. And the uh, the sequel series is the fallout. What is on your face? I accidentally did whiteout. <laughs> you accidentally what? what? Whiteout on your face? I need to wipe this off. I need to wash this off. Really fast. Okay, go away, Ben. <laughs> what if when he washed it off, hit, that part of his face just didn't exist anymore? <laughs> he he white out his own face. <laughs> Anthony, let's go into our next segment. You, now that Lev did the character history, you're gonna give a little behind the scenes history of Darth Vader. Don't pull away the curtain. Pull away the curtain, baby. So first, before we talk about Darth Vader, we have to talk about... Before we talk about the iterations of Darth Vader, we first have to talk about... Drumble, please. <laughs> the, the first drafts of uh, Star Wars. Okay. Star Wars was started when George Lucas, the creator, wrote down all his ideas in a two-page synopsis called Journal of the Wills. It was later expanded to a four, into 14 pages called the Star Wars, which introduced the character called General Vader. Ooh. General Vader. And the then, and, yeah. The first it, draft, General Vader became Darth Vader. Uh, and it became progressively more similar to the Star first Star Wars edgy boy we know and love today. Uh, why do you know why they picked Darth? I think because it sounds evil. I didn't find the reason why they picked Darth. Got it. Okay, keep going. Uh, in the first draft of the script, there was also a character called Anakin Starkiller, who was a different person entirely. Uh, I'm also pretty sure he was related to the main character, to Luke in that iteration, Anakin Starkiller, because the Luke in that iteration had the last name of Starkiller. I love that. That sounds like so cool. Starkiller. Script also included a few other characters similar to Darth Vader. There was include Knights of the Sith, led by a Darth Vader-esque Prince Valorum, and it also had a cyborg called Kane Starkiller. Can I add something really quick? Yeah. So 
Um, I read, like, I've listened to, like, I've seen some of, like, the comics, like, they did, like, some comics about, like, the original, like, original, like, George Lucas's original thinking of what Star Wars was gonna be, and Anakin Starkiller was supposed to be Luke Starkiller's father, I'm pretty sure, or vice versa. So that was always consistent. Yeah, so... It might have been Luke Starkiller was Anakin's father, but I I don't know. It might have actually, uh, the the Anakin character and the Darth Vader character are combined. So, Darth Darthy is Darthy is Luke's father. The infamous fight at the end of Episode Five Five, five was written. Uh. The character also became a bit more fleshed out, a bit more like, like a real character in a movie, other than, God, I'm evil. God, you shot me. God, I'm dead, because I was the main antagonist. It's most, it became like more deep than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, before this, Vader was originally supposed to die in the episode four Trintron scene. Oh, really? When, uh, in the movie, he did escape. Originally, he was supposed to be, like, a throwaway villain. They would, who, they would later go on to introduce more villains, but last second, they changed it, and it was good, since fans liked Darth, like Darth Vader, kinda. Uh, Vader was originally supposed to kinda look like Emperor, or Darth Maul, but, uh, Ralph, Ralph Corey stepped in and made the design look more like the one we know today. Uh, getting his design inspired from uh, ancient Japanese warriors. It was only meant for space, but people liked it so much that it was just in the entire movie. Also, hold on. So for the actors, so the, the original Vader who's in the suit, they needed like a tall and menacing guy. And it was David Prowse in the suit um and so david prouse what it said all all every single line that like darth vader did i'm pretty sure said like all like yeah, the lines yeah, that okay so he said that but that wasn't actually the voice that ended up in the movie then a yeah. separate voice actor who did the entire thing who yeah james earl jones so then i asked why did that actor have to record all those lines if they weren't even going to? It just doesn't make sense. Well, I think yeah. when you're when you're in a scene with an actor, they want you to actually say the lines as opposed to like, well, don't say anything because J- James Earl Jones is going to say it. Like, so well, but David, I mean, he has like his face mask. Nobody David David Prowse David Prowse actually thought he was saying this, and his voice was going to be in the movie. Yeah, that that. Caused, oh, okay. That I didn't caused, realize that. That caused like some heat between uh, George yeah. Lucas yeah. and the actor that still exists to this day. That was the same with Ray Park and uh, as Darth Maul too. Uh, George Lucas just like kind of he cut down Ray Park's lines a and, bunch, uh, and he a separate sound designer was responsible. Oh yeah, finish. Sorry. Oh no. Uh, so he. And he uh, like replaced it with like another a- a voice actor, and um, also Ray Park didn't get like a ticket to the premiere 
to the, uh, Phantom Menace. Ah, like, that's a bummer. He had to buy his own ticket during like regular screen times. Like, could you imagine? Like, he did like that. He was like one of like the main characters in the Phantom Menace, and he didn't like get to go to the premiere. But that's go ahead, Anthony. That seems jerky. But a separate sound designer made uh made Darth Vader's classic asthmatic relax reaction. Uh, the I can't yeah. do it. He used scuba gear that and recorded it and liked it, put it in the movie. Essentially, uh, the sequel for uh the episode five, the suit was revamped, made a bit more comfortable for the people to wear, and added flashy lights that flashed. Uh, cooler design, more boxes. Uh, yeah, uh, and it was a bit more chilly, but also another change in episode five, Darth Vader was actually only in episode four for 12 minutes. Yeah, that's, like, kind of crazy. Yeah, but, like, when people, like, they were like, we like Darth Vader, he's actually a really good bad guy, they focus, in the episode five, they focus more on Anakin and, uh, Luke's relationship. Yeah. Oh, um, so that, like, the famous I am your father, um, line was, like, made on the spot. Like, nobody knew except for, like, Mark Hamill was just, like, Mark Hamill talks about this. Uh, he was it just, was, like, It was actually originally supposed to be, uh, no, Obi-Wan was your father. Oh. So, so like, Later on, when they actually revealed that Anakin was the father, it would be like, whoa, but I thought he lied. How, why could he lie? Uh, isn't, isn't the lion actually, no, I am your father? Yeah, yeah that's, something called, that's an effect called the Mandela effect. Yeah, uh, right. It's named after Nelson Mandela, uh, which he, even though Nelson Mandela, uh, at one point he was arrested, put in jail for several years, and people thought he died at the age, he died, he died in prison, but no, he actually, uh, made it out, he actually made it out, and, uh, lived to 95, 95 before he died of respiratory issues. Another example of that effect is, uh, when the, the, in Snow White, when they say mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all, it's actually magic mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them hey, all. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Another effect of this, does Mr. Monopoly have a monocle? Uh, no, he doesn't. Yeah, but people think he does because uh, yeah. Mr. Peter has a monocle, and so somehow in their brains, they kind yeah. of get it, like mix around. And also... Uh, anyway, we can talk about the Mandela effect later. Yeah. In future episodes... Uh, Anthony wants to put a pin in it. Yeah. I want to save this for other episodes. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Darth, Darth Vader wasn't the father originally, like I already said, but uh, during, before episode five, they can, they can bind the father character and Darth Vader, uh, Queen Bear kind of client. Originally, uh, so... Mark Hamill only knew about the twist minutes before they started shooting. Yeah. I added a new stuntman 
who did uh, the iconic fight. The thing was, he was either too short to resemble Mark Hamill or too short to actually fight uh, Luke. I forget which. So they had to like put stilts on his feet. Oh, shoot. So, can you just imagine doing, like, that whole fight with stilts on your feet? You're like... Yeah, <sighs> yeah the originals didn't have, like, the most, like, flashiest choreography, though, for the fights. Yeah. But after... Also after uh, Darth Vader became popular, uh, Lucas cited Redemption Arc, uh, which was a major part of the sixth film. So in episode six, they had to hire a new actor to do like the old face because Mark Hamill, that was not Mark Hamill's face. So now there's like four people, four different separate people all involved with Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, it, uh, so William Sure was called in. Uh, and the rule was he couldn't actually say anything, which I feel like is kind of funny, just having to, like, lie on the ground and lift, like, final words. And, like, I feel like when you're acting that out, that's very anticlimactic. It's like... Yeah. Yeah, on, on set, it wasn't as cool as when we get to see it in the movie. Yeah. In mm. <laughs> the final scene, sure, was told to look happy, as his as Darth Vader, uh, Obi Wan, and Yoda, and Yoda's Force Ghost all waved into the distance, which I think is really cool. Uh, twenty two years later, when the third movie was filmed, they <laughs> they needed uh, new actors to redo the suit, which they molded it into the actor, which I feel like is pretty convenient. So they had, they had to create the entire costume again, which feels very frustrating, and they had to use like a lot of prosthetics for like the face and everything, which you can just imagine. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Rogue One came when Darth Vader did it again, and they had to recreate the suit in painstaking detail. Like, they've had to recreate the suit like a lot of times now, I'm sorry for the stage managers who had to do that. That must have been a giant pain in the butt. Yeah, or like the prop stylist, the costume, the wardrobe. Yeah, it must have been so frustrating. <laughs> but, but at the final end of the movie, there's like this big rebel slaughter that didn't almost happen, but everybody agreed that they wanted one last time with the ruthless Darth Vader for him to go out in a bang of rebel blood. And so that's what we got of the Darth Vader costume. What is What would you say is your interest in, like, what is fascinating about this piece of history of Darth well, like, Vader? Darth Vader's costume has gone through so many iterations, and also the actor and, like, the feud is so interesting in how, like, the character, how it started out, was called General Vader, and, like, <laughs> eventually he's kind of like a combination of Darth Vader, Prince Valorum, uh, and Kane's Star Killer. That's and they a, were also called the Star Killers, <laughs> which I would have liked better. Yeah, the early uh, the early concept art of Darth Vader is interesting because 
it they look different than what he is now but they've always had a helmet like the idea was always to have some kind I, I of i personally mess. think he kind of looks like you know like uh who's that uh aquaman villain oh yeah uh black manta yeah i always think he kind of i thought like the earlier versions kind of looked like black manta a bit i feel like this interests me because they've had to create the darth vader so many times different ways and like they've had to do it like in all this like there's like so much detail to the darth vader suit that must have took countless hours for stagehands and it's just yeah. amazing and it's so iconic like you had mentioned it was just like what 12 minutes 14 minutes in episode four and so it be because his costume was like so many people were paying attention to it and making it perfect that it just stood out like even like, e even if it was like a bad character people would still be like wow look at that costume like, you know i don't think darth vader would have been so would have been so popular if it wasn't for his costume oh because like okay especially like in episode four when he didn't really have that much of a fleshed out character his costume was still quite incredible yeah. And it just took, and like, I think the costume was part of what made Darth yeah. Vader such a popular character and made them able to flesh more, to more sort of flesh him out in episode five. Yeah, I think, I think. And as I covered, he wasn't a very, like, good character. He wasn't like, but like, his costume is was and is still amazing and iconic it's a good point that you bring up because um think about famous costumes like batman superman spider-man uh sorry those are all superheroes but in pop culture in general how important the wardrobe aspect of it is because like you were saying if he was just wearing regular general outfit he would not have been as interesting of a character and he probably wouldn't have like stood the test of time. But like, even, even when it came out in the seventies, it was just like, what is this like robot looking dude with this helmet? You know? Like, it's just like, kind of like, I think like Spider-Man part of his appeal is all his different costumes. Like Peter Parker, he's a funny guy. He's a good character. He's made infinitely better with all his different costumes. Right. Looks so cool. They're so cool to look at. Yeah. Okay, we ready for the next segment? Mm -hmm. We wanted to bring in a special guest for this next kind of philosophical segment of why Darth Vader is relatable. So we have with us a psychologist, a mother, an aunt, a sister, a daughter, I could keep going on. Uh, uh, Dr. Anita Hahn. Hello, Anita. Hello. It's fun to join you all. Um, I don't know if I'm an expert, um, but um, I've got some stuff to say. Yeah. You, you have a degree. You're an expert. Now, now, first off, you like Star Wars. I do like Star Wars. I remember, actually, um, I think it was the first one, but waiting, this was before you, you were... Um, even a thought, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> I just called you Anthony. Um, and um, <laughs> um, I remember standing in line, um, and the line did literally go around the block 
to um, be led into the theater to see Star Wars. It was very exciting. And, and Wait, which person, one? The, the first one? That was the first one, 77? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think it was the second one because I remember our sister being not a baby. Got it. So, so I think it was the second one that I remember. Okay. But I know we went to the first one. And mom made the popcorn, didn't buy it, brought it, we brought it in a paper bag and waited <laughs> to get into Star Wars and uh, it was super That's so exciting. funny. That's so funny because she loves movie popcorn now. I know, no, but we, we didn't, would never we didn't do that, buy no. it then. Yeah, so, and, and then every Christmas, um, uh, mom, our mom, would give uh, all three of us a Star Wars character in our Christmas stocking mm-hmm. that, that somehow all became Tommy's. Our, our other brothers. Um, so I, I never saw those again. <laughs> you saw them again, but in Tommy's hands. Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, so some people, they do like Darth Vader, uh, but he is a villain. So mm-hmm. do you have any insight as to like the psychology behind that? Well, so yeah, I was asked to talk about why is Darth Vader relatable, and my first thought was that I'm not sure he is to everyone, or at least to the same degree. Yeah. Um, um, uh, and I'm I wonder it, I wonder if um, he becomes more relatable to people who after you see his childhood. So, um, yeah. um, like my first introduction to Darth Vader was a pretty just monolithic villain. Um, um, who seemed evil for no reason, whereas um, kids who are seeing it for the first time now, the the one, two, and three exist. So, so that that's one of one of my thoughts, um, because in the original series, he sort of seems angry without a cause. But regardless of actually whether you've seen the childhood or not, um, I I think one basic reason that some people might relate to Darth Vader is that we all have a dark side inside of us. Um, yeah. So a psychologist named Carl Jung, he talked about this as his shadow side, as the shadow side, um, that there's these parts of ourselves we don't know about consciously, um, uh, but they're there. And um, a lot of that is negative. And so these might be things we're ashamed of or don't know how to manage, feelings of anger, greedy wishes, feelings of being rejected, wanting power. And Darth Vader is kind of an embodiment and the, the dark side are an embodiment of that shadow side and so sometimes I think people can sort of relate to it without even knowing why so um I have other things to say but but I I wanted to start yeah with that. Um, so, I think oh go ahead go ahead love um so I I heard that like psycho like there's some like psychologists like that study Darth Vader like when mm-hmm. they're still in school that study Darth Vader and Anakin mm-hmm. um like and diagnose him is that yeah 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 i'm gonna i'm gonna talk a little bit about that so yeah i I, to me it's like the dark side is always just raw id like it's just what Mm -hmm. like everyone uh has a piece of them that would want just that raw rage power like similar to how we were talking about the hulk like the idea of the hulk is what if you could just be invulnerable by being so emotional right and like with with darth vader it's just like if i'm angry i just want to throw something through the window or if i'm angry right. i just want to like smash something and so also, the... well why darth vader's relatable is because even though he is quite evil 
Uh, he also like has this redemption arc where he saves his son from a burning aircraft, and that's very touching. And it's like how we can still be good people even if we do all these awful things. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. And at also, the core of it, you'll also you'll you'll always throw the emperor into a, a pit of some sort. <laughs> also, like it just like how like this like a Anakin like was like nine years old. He was in slavery. He like was like being abused every day by like this weird elephant seal kind of bug looking person. And um <laughs> and he was taken and he was taken from his mother at the age of nine by these two dudes that he never known. And yeah. like the guy who said he was gonna basically be his father died. So he was taken up by like this guy who was just like his brother and he didn't really like look up to, like, didn't look up to him in the way that, like, he would, like, he, he was a big brother figure, but that, like, didn't do anything, and so then, like, he was told that he couldn't get married to, like, the person that he loved, and so. Yeah, when he was, Anita like, brings up, she brings up a good point about separating, is Darth Vader relatable, or is Anakin relatable, because, like, when it comes to, uh, like, how much Anakin did for love, because he felt passionately about his relationship with Padme, like, we've all, the majority of us have been there just like doing stupid things for love and there there is like some uh, aspect of being relatable there of just like yeah i get it i haven't gone to the extent of killing young jedis but i've done some stupid things because of love you know yeah so yeah i think i think you see this sort of villain um and then when we were able to see you know star wars episode one through three we, we see the reasons and and um as a psychologist, at least the kind of therapy I do, you know, I believe there's always a reason for people's behaviors. It may not be an excuse, um, yeah. um, but but that there's a reason, and you know, it doesn't come out of thin air. And so, you know, we see these things that you, we've talked about that Darth Vader has had unimaginably painful losses, conflicts, um, you know, everybody important to him, and so his anger with the world is really understandable, and. And then a father figure comes along in the form of Palpatine, um, who, who grooms him for years um, before we even find out that he's the Sith Lord. And so he's, albeit a really awful father, but he's a father figure. And so, so it's, it's not just that we can see why he's angry, but also why he was vulnerable to being manipulated by the Sith Lord, um, um, who actually abused him back um, in a way. And so Palpatine's quite masterful in how he manipulates Darth Vader. Um, now coming to terms with your shadow side, it doesn't have to look like Darth Vader. <laughs> um, right. You know, coming please, terms to- Please don't let it look like Darth Vader. Right, right. It, it may be acknowledging what's there, having compassion for yourself and finding ways to direct things when in positive ways, um, more like X-Men. Um, you know, funneling their, their yeah. powers in positive ways. Um, so, so, so yeah, I, I wanted to say that. I don't know if you all want to say more. I wanted to talk a little bit about the diagnosis piece. Oh, yeah. Before you, before you go into the diagnosis, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the, again, the idea of the darks, like, I think Star Wars, their canon does so well because the dark side would be the, 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 powers that you would want if you're dealing with the force because it's yeah. so powerful you also get electricity 
uh, <laughs> it, it's just so easy to just like get to do whatever you want with the force. Whereas the Jedi have to like be disciplined and like, you know, like harness it in a different way. Yeah. And so I think that's an, another piece of it is just like, yeah, like if I could just have like raw energy on a day-to-day -day basis, give it to me, you know, like don't put limits on my force, you know? Um, also, but I oh, uh, Go ahead, Antonia. I was just going to say, but ironically, Darth Vader, um, it does have limits. I mean, Palpatine, you know, he's, um, so the Jedi learned sort of discipline, but Darth Vader had to answer to the Sith Lord out of fear um, when it came down to it. Um, uh, so, so yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there, that, that um, he could give in to his anger, but he had to do it within the confines of, of the Sith Lord. So, so to go beyond that, just really fast, now, then in the sequel trilogy, you deal with Kylo Ren, you know, trying to tap more into the dark side. But then Rey now has this balance of dark and light. What, what do you think about that? Like that, that kind of metaphor? Well, so we all have a balance of dark or light. Um, yeah. And if we're, we're in touch with our feelings, we'll know that. In fact, if we're not in touch with our feelings, we tend to be more controlled by the light. I mean, by the dark, by the oh. dark. Um, and... But what I would also say is that I feel like there's this intergenerational transmission of trauma that you see. Um, um, so, uh, um, like from gener, I mean, there, there's research actually on how trauma gets transmitted from one generation to the other, not just by maybe the treatment that happens, but it actually kind of trauma can get into um, your DNA. Actually, it affects the body, it affects your brain. Um, yeah. And so, so I, I also feel like like it's a person who's trying to manage the the sins and the the, the sins and the blessings of of the uh, you know the her fathers really. Um, That's interesting because like you see like if you start with Vader, like Vader's history, his was the most traumatic, and then yeah, then it transfers over to Luke who has mm -hmm. a different type of trauma and deals with it differently, mm -hmm. which then it transfers to like Kylo and Ray, and that their trauma is, is different as well. Right, that, and they're both dealing with it differently. Also, yeah. um, so it, it, this was said in like the Mandalorian like gallery on Disney Plus. Um, Dave Filoni was talking about like Darth Vader. Dave Filoni! Dave Zamboni! Dave Filoni! <laughs> um, so, um, Dave Filoni was talking about the duel of the fates and so how Qui-Gon like is fighting Darth Maul for like cause Qui-Gon uh, Qui-Gon Jinn knows that he's like the only one that like can like groom like Anakin because he's already had attachments and he's already had losses and he's already gone through some trauma like being like a slave. So he Qui-Gon knows that he can like still he's like the only one that can like actually like teach him how to like control his emotions mm -hmm. while still allowing them to be there instead mm -hmm. of just burying them deep inside, which is like kind of what Obi-Wan did. Yeah. Uh, and so, and so the Duel of the Fates music is basically why it's called Duel of the Fates because Qui-Gon's fighting and Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are, are fighting against Darth Maul for the sake of this child. Because if Qui-Gon dies, which he does, the child's fate is going to be different than it would be oh, if Qui-Gon survived. So um, Qui-Gon ends up dying, and so then, sure enough, Darth Vader ends up, uh, Anakin ends up turning into Darth Vader. And then go, he said, go back to all the way to uh, 
uh, episode six. Like, th this is all like Dave Filoni's kind of like inside his head. So I'm just like summarizing it for you. But if you want like the whole depth, go to Okay. Let's watch it. Go to www. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you want to watch it, go to like the Mandalorian gallery uh, on Disney Plus. But uh, backslash so, Dave Dave Zamboni. Backslash Dave Dave Zamboni. Um. So, but like, go back to like Revenge or uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, Luke's getting like shocked by Palpatine, and he's gonna die. And so, um. Darth Vader saves uh, saves Luke, just like how Qui-Gon wanted to save Anakin. So there's like a tie-in, but never mind. Yeah. No, 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 never mind. I think that's that's right. Yeah. I like how you're looking at the dynamics and the similarities. It's, it's good. Yeah. Do you all want me to talk a little bit about the diagnosis piece? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Okay, so um, there's a um, um, French scientist actually who published this paper diagnosing Darth Vader and Anakin even as a child with borderline personality disorder um, which which is a condition um, that has things like um, uncertainty unstable identity um, difficulty managing your feelings um, having relationships that are um, um, very chaotic and traumatic um, uh, those are just a few of the things, impulsivity, um, fears of abandonment. Um, and so th that's what they diagnosed with. Um, some researchers came back saying that that didn't quite fit because as a child, so, okay, let me back up. So part of the reason is Anakin was impulsive, which we sort of see with the pod racing, has fears of abandonment, of course, and is always trying to sort of make sure that doesn't happen, even though he can't. And and has some difficulty managing his feelings. And then you see in sort of the teenage, young adult years, a lot of trouble knowing who he is. Am I good? Am I bad? Um, but, but some researchers said that this falls apart because then as an adult, he actually is pretty stable in who he is. <laughs> like, like he knows who he yeah. is and he's, he's certain in that. Because um, he has like, he has like purpose now. He has a plan. Right, right. Yeah. He, he, yeah. Um, other researchers and scientists, not researchers, scientists, <laughs> research on Star Wars. Other scientists uh, <laughs> have talked about um, uh, it being more like narcissistic personality disorder, um, which is sort of this um, power, um, desire for power, um, um, seeing things only through your perspective. Um, now, the issues I have with the diagnosis, and that's partly because I see things through a trauma lens quite a bit. So there was a big um, debate about if uh, it's so those looking through a trauma lens say that a lot of folks, not all, but a lot of folks with borderline personality disorder actually have complex post-traumatic stress disorder, which is not in the DSM, although a group of people have been fighting to get it into there. The DSM is the book that includes the diagnoses that, that folks get. And so I, I think it looks more like a complex post-traumatic uh, syndrome going on. Um, you see the child, I mean, I mean Anakin, um, has had trauma right from the beginning. And so this is just the way of managing it. Um, and then one final thing I'll say is that, that when the folks were diagnosing about borderline personality disorder, they were looking at um, a lot of sort of adolescent things that Anakin was doing, and that's just adolescence. Um, so like adolescence is a time where you're trying to figure out who you are. Adolescents are notoriously yeah. um, impulsive. 
Right. Um, fears of abandonment might not come with that, but we can see that from the trauma. And Thanks so, a lot, Mom. <laughs> that, I, I mean, that's what's supposed to happen during that time of your life. You're supposed <laughs> to be figuring out who you are. You're supposed to be learning how to deal with your emotions. And so, yeah. so they say this, this, this thing I read actually said that, um, that teenagers and tweens might identify with, um, not Darth Vader per se, but Anakin more because, yeah. um, they're sorting through the same things or they should be at least, um, it, it to me it totally tracks because it's like if I was a 10 year old Anakin of course I'd want to go on a pod racer you know like if 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 an old little dude was telling me I couldn't be with a girlfriend I would be uh rebellious as well you know right. yeah and like what what Anthony was saying earlier of just like Anakin rebelled against everybody like mm -hmm. Anakin was rebelling against uh Watto his mom Obi-Wan and, and yeah, to your point, it's just the natural way that we grow up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, so, and then it switches to, okay, but we're not, we're always striving to not turn into Darth Vader right, because right. we would, we ideally we'd like to manage it in a more positive manner. Also, mm -hmm. also, um, there was a comic book where Anakin, where Darth Vader was like, it was inside of his head and like, it was like, a comic strip like of him inside of his head uh with like anakin talking to darth vader showing that like he like schizophrenia also because he heard huh. the voice of anakin and his and borderline personality because he didn't uh, identify as anakin anymore so mm -hmm. and he it showed them like fighting on mustafar like where like anakin got burned and then like it showed anakin like darth vader throw anakin into the lava saying anakin is dead mm -hmm. so he's like this so yeah. so I, I i could see that i also oh when i always saw that i saw that as more metaphorical so when you're working with folks as a therapist who've been through trauma you often work with a piece of them inside of that feels like a child. Um, and so I actually thought this was sort of both the, the, the struggle between light and dark that was going on metaphorically, but also this idea of working like, like, um, like uh, rejecting that, that, that piece of him that was sort of traumatized and, and instead like being very powerful. Uh, Dave has something to say. Oh, sorry. Oh, Dave, when you said, so like when you said, uh, Anakin is dead. Darth Vader would be like, "Yo, Anakin is dead." <laughs> yeah, in a way. What up? He's also depressed. Like his wife died. He never got to meet his son or his daughter. Well, like he did get to meet him, but like, like he for, yeah for decades he didn't get to meet him. Yeah, he thought a while for like, and Palpatine said that like Padme, Luke, and Leia died all died in childbirth or something um his best friend he felt like his best friend just betrayed him like and cut like his best friend cut him and left him for dead to burn alive yeah um, like if that doesn't make you depressed i don't know what does <laughs> that's like the biggest instance of karma like it's like a bunch of little children <laughs> you like you kill all your friends your wife and you, your wife dies. You think you're like your kids die. Your best friend cuts you up and like leaves you to burn. And like again, he killed a lot of people. And you're put in a suit that like is meant to cause you pain. 
So, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I would I would say he's depressed for sure. Yeah. Can I just sort of send a message out there to people who yeah. might listen to this? That there are lots of folks out there who've gone through trauma uh, um, of different kinds. And um, um, this story of Darth Vader seems um, it could... Uh, the way we've been talking about it, it could feel like um, a doomsday kind of thing, or it also could feel like um, pathologizing, like we're saying yeah. that anybody who's gone through trauma is Darth Vader, and that's not what I'm saying at all. Um, right. I, I think that that um, folks can go through really, really hard things and kind of come out, um, um, they, they can do things to make a lot of different choices to have a, a different life. Um, and um, there's a book um, that was titled, I'm forgetting the person's not the author, but Strong at the Broken Places. Um, and, and so I just want to sort of throw that out there. That, that. Now, now, what is the idea behind like people who love wearing t-shirts with Darth Vader on it, belt, belt buckles with like Darth Vader's mask on it? You know what I mean? Like posters with just Darth Vader, no other character. Like what? What would you say is that is going on there? Off the top of that. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like they, they they chose a Darth Vader poster over a uh -huh. poster. So it depends on the person. Some people are trying to be edgy. So like, like I don't want stupid Luke. Um, you know, I, I, I Darth <laughs> Vader is where it's at. So like, like, um, like, so edgy, rebellious. Um, um, some people very, may very well sort of identify with this, um, this journey that Darth Vader went through and, and don't necessarily see him as a villain, but as somebody who is, you know, trying to deal, um, who's yeah. misunderstood even. But. Right. That, that's what I would say, but I'd be interested in what you think. Also, his, like, in Darth Vader's intentions, like, why he turned evil, I think are pretty reasonable. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. not killing a bunch of kids, that's not reasonable, but, like, like, the way, like, the reasons, like, why he turned to the dark side, I feel like. Yeah, and I, you know, like, what Anita was saying, of he, he was also manipulated by Palpatine, and, yeah. like, that, that is, an, to your point, it's, like, I could see how he got there. Yeah, you know? he had no he had no father figure, like right. what, what Antonita said. Obi Wan was a brother figure; he wasn't a father figure. So, Tommy, you had a question. Yeah, I wanted to um, I wanted to ask about similar. So, the last dance has been on, right? The yeah. documentary of the Bulls. Yeah, and um, as you guys were talking, I was thinking. So one one thing, um to throw in there is that he's like, Anakin's like a once in a generation talent, right? When it comes to being a Jedi. Right. You know, so is there any similarity between, I mean, how does that affect the whole thing? That like he's just, he's so much better than everybody else. Right. Um, and I mean, you see that with like that last dance, right? The Jordan, Michael Jordan, this once in a generation talent who's, we see like bullying his teammates and being, yeah. you know, being not such a nice guy. And so how much uh, Anakin's behavior is just, you know, he, he is so good and he wants to make, he wants to do great things. That actually is a really good point. Um, I, so I'm, I thought of two things, Tommy, when you were talking and that was the Tommy, by the way, who has all the Star Wars figures. So yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, 
and and only uh, only we call him Tommy, but everybody else calls him Tommy. Okay, so um, I, I, that fits into this um, diagnosis. Okay, no, the first thing I was thinking of is to, as a child, to have that much power, and and not enough um, uh, parenting. Um, um, like, how do you regulate that? That's a, that's a lot to regulate, and, and as a child, and and um, uh, that that. And how, how do you make sense of that? And I, I don't think he was able to, to, have, to have, have any support around that. Again, I'm thinking of X-Men, like these young mutants with this power that they don't have any help with and don't really understand. And um, um, it can be pretty destructive. But then the other pieces, that fits into this, the um, folks who talk about Darth Vader having narcissistic personality disorder. So to have all of this power, um, no help, figuring out what it means and then to have um lev what you were referring to is a narcissistic injury so to to know to, for him to have all this power and then be told you're never going to be great um, um that that's a, a an injury um that then causes people it can cause people doesn't have to but to kind of um push back um to say i'm better than you um that kind of thing mm -hmm. does that does that answer was that? Is, are you are you satisfied, Tom? I'm satisfied. Yeah. You're, you're not getting your toys back, though. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I, I now I want to Photoshop Anakin Skywalker in a Michael Jordan shot. <laughs> like, oh, I like it. Dunking over like. Dunking uh, over uh, Patrick Ewing. <laughs> well, Anita, thank you so much for your insights. Thank you. Thank that you for so inviting me. Before before we let you go, we ha our next segment is favorite memories of Darth Vader. Do you have a favorite memory? Um, or or the memory of Darth Vader that most stands out? How about that? I, I mean, Luke, I am your father. Um, yeah. definitely because uh, I, you know, and I was a kid when that happened, so it was like, no way, I didn't <laughs> see that coming. So, uh, um, definitely. I would say that one. And then a memory that stands out that isn't necessarily my favorite is when um, he killed Obi-Wan. Um, that scene yeah, yeah. Uh, really stands out to me. Anthony, what's your, what memory of Darth Vader most stands out for you? You can't say what your mom just said. You have to pick a new, a new memory. Uh, probably the scene when he first comes on the stage. Hmm. That feels very iconic. Like, like, even if like, yeah, kind of like walking through an airlock, troopers behind them, like being somebody in the movie theater when this first came out, and just seeing the first shot of Darth Vader, and yeah. like, you being like, big deal, he's probably gonna be the main antagonist. But all these years later, that was the first time anybody got to see Darth Vader, and so yeah. it has so much more. Of from meaning right now. Gabriel. Yeah. When, when I say Darth Vader, what, what, what do you think of? What scene in a movie do you think of? Nothing. You don't have a, you don't have a favorite memory of Darth Vader? You don't, you don't really like Darth Vader, right? I don't really care. <laughs> you don't really care for him? <laughs> He's not that tough. Uh, All right, what, what's your favorite Star Wars memory? Well, in the beginning of The Last Jedi, uh, 
there's the scene that made me laugh. So, <laughs> what is it? Tell tell the like, audience. So you know those, those you know these th those three people in the beginning of the movie and got exploded and blasted into space. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> what? That. That. It's funny. Yes. <laughs> James Darth Vader. <laughs> All right, Lev, what is your what what most stands out when you think of Anakin or Darth Vader? Like what scene? Um, so there's a lot, but like the I remember the first like movie that like I honestly like remember watching like the first live action movie that wasn't about animals or something. Like that what um was Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And um, like the final scene where like Darth Vader saves Luke from dying, and like that oh, whole yeah. like Return of the Jedi fight with like Luke and Darth Vader uh, fighting, I I remember that. Yeah, and that's probably one of my favorite fights with like, and also like the green lightsaber looks pretty cool in that, but like the the like Darth Vader being like redeemed and like killing the emperor and then like uh him dying himself is like probably my favorite, my favorite moment. my favorite memory is i don't know why it stands out but it's the scene where padme's sleeping and obi-wan and anakin are like having that conversation outside her door and r2 is like supposed to be overseeing her but he's a droid um and the those the assassin comes and plants those like bugs that start to like crawl into her bed. And there's the scene where Anakin senses it before Obi-Wan. And then Obi-Wan goes, uh, I sensed it too. <laughs> they both run into the scene, but it makes me laugh every time because Obi-Wan is being showed up by his apprentice. And it's just like, no, 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 I, I felt the caterpillars too. I felt the poisonous little caterpillars too, Anakin. You're not, you're not gonna one up me right now. <laughs> Okay, Lev, do you want to read that outro? Thank you for joining us today on What You Poppin' About. If you like this podcast, please tell your friends to subscribe and write a review. Also, the music that you're hearing in the background is from 909 Music on Spotify. We'll be back next week to discuss the Muppets. Yeah. Peace yeah. out, everyone. Oh, go ahead, Gabe. So one time I saw this Star Wars, like, episode. Darth Vader has this animal gun that turns kids into animals. And so kids were hiding in this fort, and they were talking about how they are going to defeat Darth Vader. And then Darth Vader literally breaks in and says, Money, money! <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then shoots the gun, and then one of the kids turned into a fox. Uh, no, I'm psych. I'm just kidding. I never saw that episode. <laughs> <laughs>